Proverbs 8.17, GNT. I love those who love me. Whoever looks for me can find me. Welcome to this week's episode of Melon and Medley, where I have another special guest here to talk to you about what you can and cannot control, or more so, God's in control. She is a very near and dear friend to me, so please be nice to her. If not, I'm going to fight you. I'm not going to fight you. That says don't fight, but I'll fight you in prayer. Love you. Bye. I'm kidding. Stay tuned. Let us pray. Dear Father God, thank you for blessing us with this opportunity of fellowship. Father God, we pray that as we go through this dissect of episode three, that you just open our minds, hearts, bodies, souls, and spirits to be able to receive what you have to say. Help us to be contingent upon what you would have to say here, Father God, but also be open to what your kings and queens in Christ would have to say as well. We love you and we thank you so, so much for this opportunity. And it's in Jesus' name we pray and ask it all. Amen. Hey y'all, welcome back to Melanin Medley, where this week I have a very, very special guest of mine. She's a friend from college and I've known her for quite some time, but it feels like I've known her for a lifetime. Her name's Faith. Say hey. Gang gang, what's up? And she's here today to talk about episode three, more so what we can and can't control. So Faith, tell them a little bit about yourself. Well, I am going into my first year of pharmacy school here at the Pharmacy College of Mm -hmm. the University of Georgia. Super excited about that. I've been writing music on and off for years and years on end. And my favorite color is blue. Blue? But you know what? I'm not going to hold you because that's my favorite color too. See? (laughs) Okay, okay. So now we're going to dive a little bit into this episode and really try to dissect what you thought of it. So just initial thoughts. What did you think of episode three? I thought that episode three overall was confirmation for just the way that I've been living my life. Oh, Lord. A lot of the a lot of the scriptures that I've been hearing and a lot of the scriptures that we discussed are things that I've either been talking about in my devotionals, talking about with my mom, talking about with my friends. Like, all of these things have been bringing up points that Jesus has been trying to tell me over and over and over again. But I'm stubborn, so I don't listen all the time. So this was a nice, gentle way to say, hey, Faith. Here is more information about why I am important and why you should do what we do. So that was kind of lit. Not you getting trolled. We love to see it. Yes, sir. (laughs) Okay, so what is one point you want to dive into in particular so that we can get started? Okay, the first point that I want to dive into is definitely the first scripture that you talked about, which was Philippians 3 verses 13 through 15. When you were reading them, it was very hilarious because this is one of the scriptures that my mother just adapted into her life within like the last month or so. And so when I heard this scripture, I was like, whoa, this is mad familiar. And she told me that we need to focus on the action words within the scripture. So she told me to focus on forget, reach, and press towards the goal. So thinking about those things was just kind of like getting my brain stirring again about using the scripture to live our lives versus just reading it to read it. I'm glad you brought that up. Let's re-listen to that part. We're going to get started and look at our anchor scripture, which is pretty much what I'm going to use to drive home this whole moving forward series, which is Philippians 3, verse 13 through 15, which says, No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, 
but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. Let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. If you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you, but we must hold on to the progress we have already made. So like we already talked about this week, we don't have all the answers when it comes to moving forward with something. But we have to be willing to humble ourselves, die to ourselves even, and recognizing that God did not bring us this far to leave us without instructions or leave us without the peace, the joy, and the guidance we need to survive through this transitional period, if you will. So just listening to that part, that's exactly why I chose that scripture as our anchor scripture. Like, it's never defined moving forward more clearly than that scripture. I definitely think moving forward has a lot to do with that scripture. Because if you don't forget about the past, if you're so caught up in the past, you're not going to be able to see your future. So as you're forgetting your past and reaching towards your future, you have to remember that when you're pressing towards the mark, you're pressing towards what God is calling you to do. You often forget that pressing towards the mark is in regards to God's plans and not your own plans. And that's when things start to get real shifted and strange. So I definitely think that when you're moving forward, focusing on those three things, especially the last one, focusing on God's plan is very important. You know, Drake said it best. That's why I be listening to Drake in church please okay fine nobody want to listen to this music i know y'all be listening to this music when y'all turn that podcast off so i'm just saying so moving on what else did you think really stood out to you um let's see another thing that i thought was interesting that i've also heard from my mother a lot came from first corinthians 10 in those verses that you mentioned Mm -hmm. it was important that they were talking about god is always going to give you a way out Ever since I was a kid, my mom has always told me, you are going to get into some stuff. That's just how life goes. You're going to sin. You're going to do things you aren't happy about, things you aren't proud about. But at the end of the day, God's always going to give you a way out. He's always going to give you a way to come back home. So like hearing that in the actual scripture just kind of like shook me because I was like, whoa, I've been listening to Jesus since I was born. Like, wow. That's crazy. So I thought that was really interesting, especially because he was also talking about how the temptations that you're dealing with are common. Mm -hmm. Most of the times we get really caught up in like singling ourselves out and singling what we're dealing with alone as just like we're doing bad and we're not doing right. And this is awful. But these are things that God has just seen everybody struggling with. It's something that everybody is going through. You are not alone. And just trying to figure out how to navigate those temptations and finding your way out is really what's important. You make a really good point. Like the temptation to be overwhelmed with the emotions that you feel towards something really make it difficult to move forward. And I think having the gentle reminder that God will never give you more than you can handle is something that I feel like a lot of believers, you know, you hear that just like, oh, um, God gave his only begotten son. You hear, um, walk by faith, not by sight. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Like you hear all these scriptures and these are things that are just like supposedly tattooed into a believer's DNA. But at the same time, like actually remembering that, especially moving forward from something that you really, really, really want is incredibly difficult to put into practice. So even just looking at 1 Corinthians 
1013. Um, let's give that a listen again. I encourage you to also look at 1 Corinthians 10:13. And it says, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So once again, I know someone will take the scripture and run with it and say, oh, God's tempting me. Like, no, that is not where I'm going with this. Being asked to move forward and just emotions in general that come up, that's nothing new. If anything, God is anticipating that you will have these feelings and these experiences to what you're going through. And there's nothing wrong with you or with that. But God will provide you a way out of this season. It may take longer and it may not take as long. And it's different for each individual. You can't compare apples to oranges when it comes to a feeling, a season, or any man on this earth. So yeah, just reminding ourselves of that particular part of the episode, it even gave me a really good refresher because there are some things that like, For me, when I think of being overwhelmed by my emotions, when I think about going through a difficult season, I often forget that God's in control. I often feel like, okay, the enemy's really got me in a corner, my back's against the wall. I have no choice but to act out of my flesh. But every single time, every single time, God gives us the opportunity to be like, hey, I'm right here. I'm in your corner. What are you doing? Ironically enough, Me and Faith have been working on this Bible plan in our friend group about forgiveness. And I forgot what scripture that was. Do you remember the scripture? Yeah, it was Genesis 4 verses 1 through 8. Could you read that real quick? Yeah, of course. Adam made love to his wife, Eve, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, with the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. Later, she gave birth to his brother, Abel. Now Abel kept flocks and Cain worked the soil. In the course of the time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out to the field. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Now we weren't even going to go there, to be honest, but I couldn't really walk away from this part of the episode without really acknowledging that component. Because in that scripture, which we unpacked already in our Bible study, Cain was given an opportunity to get out of his feelings and turn to God's way of handling his situation with Abel, but he deliberately chose not to. So when we're thinking about like things we can and can't control, emotions, as we've already talked about in this episode, emotions is one thing we can't really control, but God always gives us an opportunity to pick his way over our way. Don't you agree? Yes. So like, Could you speak a little bit more on like how emotions may try to overtake God's way of controlling a situation? Well, honestly, 
emotions are very easy to get caught up in. When you're rolling in your emotions, you're often not using your thinking brain. And my mom used to teach me all the time to decipher between the two. You're going to have your thinking mind and then you're going to have your emotional mind. And when you're doing things, you need to focus with your thinking mind. When you get caught up in your emotions, you're not really thinking about how it's going to affect yourself, how it's going to affect others. If it's even in like the plans that God has for you, you're just going. So that can definitely throw things off in crazy, crazy ways. Exactly. And you know, like we all have emotions. We've talked about this. Like it's the most human aspect of living this life. And for you to be like, I'm going to take control. I I got this. And it's just like, no, who told you to control this? Who told you to try to control your emotions? It's controlling your actions that you're responsible for. The emotions that may come up from a situation or a scenario, you may not be able to try to control that. And it nine times out of 10, am I wrong? Nine times out of 10, when you try to control those emotions, it's 10 times harder to get them back. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like every time you're trying to be like, you know what? I'm going to be calm. I'm going to be calm. And you know, you're seething with anger. You might as well go. Never mind. I'm not going to say it. I don't condone crime. No. Uh-uh. I don't condone crime. No crime. But it's just, let's, let's bring scripture into this. As a man thinketh, right? As a man thinketh. So, like, if you're thinking about doing all these things, if you're allowing your mind to be controlled with all of these emotions, your actions will start to replicate what's in your heart. Mm -hmm. And God always wants us to recognize that he's in control of our situation, but he always gives us choice over our actions. Yeah. I did not mean to go there. Go ahead, though. I did not mean to go there. But it's so true. Like, God wouldn't give us a matter of choice over our life if we were so focused on trying to do things our way. Mm -hmm. He gives us a choice to choose between the world and him. And he always wants us to choose him, but we're human and we're of the flesh and we don't always choose him, which is why we're constantly relinquishing that control from God. Yeah, most deaf. And I think that's how Romans 6 tying into everything just made me chuckle a little bit when (laughs) I was listening to episode three, because we had just discussed yesterday about choices and how Cain ended up ultimately choosing to sin anyways by killing his brother and choosing to stew in his anger versus just being forgiving and understanding that, yo, God has already accepted me as I am because I'm doing what's right. So why should it matter what Abel's getting? Why should it matter what's going on in his life? So hearing about Romans 6 and you talking about how you're basically choosing whether you're going to be a slave to sin or being a slave to righteousness is basically the same thing that we were talking about with Cain and Abel. He chose to be a slave to sin. He could have been a slave to righteousness and it could have all worked out, but that's not what happened. Yes, I totally, totally agree. I think the thing that really got me, honestly, was not worrying about what other people have to say about your journey. I get so caught up in trying to get advice from everybody else just so I can see the bigger picture and not be so caught up in myself that sometimes I drown out what God is trying to say. Mm. I'm looking to this person and that person and my mom and my dad and my sister and my friends looking for all of this advice to compile it into one big picture without consulting the person that's painting the picture. Mm. So that just throws everything off when I do it that way. And then I start to have doubt and then I start to become insecure. And I'm like, is this really what I should be doing? And the people that I'm asking are not the people that I need to be asking. The main entity that I should be asking is God. And instead I'm looking for everybody else's opinion. 
So that was like, dang, why you do me like that? I ain't do you like nothing. I was just walking in obedience. Mm-hmm. I think you spoke to a really good point of like, when we're growing up, like we, I just graduated college. She's still in college, but we're basically college students, college age. When we're trying to figure out life, not only are we tackling the world, we're tackling what it means to be an adult, what it means to let go of childish ways, and then even how to navigate social spaces in which we're shifting from high school relationships to college relationships to adult relationships all at the same time. And we try to look for this confirmation from others, like, am I doing this right? And the hardest truth that I had to swallow at this age was that everybody's just figuring it out. Everybody's just trying to see this is what works for me. I don't know about you. And it's not fair. It's not the most reasonable way to go about living life, but it's the reality of every single person on this planet. And we're choosing as followers of Christ to like follow God's way, do God's way, but we still walk in the flesh. We still struggle with things. We're still trying to figure it out. And that whole component of being slaves to sin, actually, let's run that back one more time. Whatever you do when you're moving forward, do not blame yourself or doubt yourself if you backslide. We are all imperfect and are constantly sinning every single day. Finally, getting to some scripture in Romans 6, verses 16 through 23 in the TLB version, it says, don't you realize that you can choose your own master? You can choose sin with death or else obedience with acquittal. The one to whom you offer yourself, he will take you and be your master and you will be his slave. Thank God that though you once chose to be slaves of sin, now you have obeyed with all your heart the teaching to which God has committed you. Verse 18, and now you are free from your old master, sin, and you have become slaves to your new master, righteousness. Yeah, so that whole component of being slaves to sin, like, that isn't something that, like, oh, yes, I'm a follower of Christ. I don't ever have to worry about sinning. What is sin? What thy beeth sin? Like, no, that is not realistic. That is not something that I feel like a lot of churches talk about or even a lot of believers talk about. Like, we always talk about being on the right path, following God, going after what God has for you. He has a promise. He has a destiny. He has a million dollars up for you. Like, it's not always about the thing that we're aspiring to, but the relationship with God. Because mm-hmm. when he's giving us these things, when he's giving us this ability to recognize how he's in control of our lives, he's giving us the choice and freedom to walk in that abundance of peace. That we don't have to try to have it all figured out. That we don't have to always try to aspire to have all these things of the world. Because he gives us the most invaluable things of the world, which are the fruit of the spirit. Mm -hmm. You can't buy love. You can't buy peace. You can't buy joy. You can't buy any of those things. Those things are freely given to us through the spirit, which simply comes from confessing our love and our commitment to Christ. And that is what we should aspire to chase after. Not trying to control our circumstance, not trying to control other people, not trying to even control our own emotions, but just recognizing this race that we run for Christ is this race to, what's the word I'm looking for? To develop a relationship in him that can never be quantified or bought by any man on this earth. This girl preaching today. (laughs) I'm just sitting here like, wow. 
That's so true. I think that is very interesting that you were talking about the fruit of the spirit because that was in Galatians and it wasn't like in what you were discussing, but the further that I read, I was like, oh, the fruit of the spirit are right here. And when I think about wanting to live my life, I think about those things. Those are the things that I want my life to be patterned after. I want to have joy. I want to have peace. I want to have all of these things that God has gifted me with and I want to live my life in that way. So hearing about that was like, 10 times, I was like, yes, I love that. (laughs) Most definitely. But I think that also just relinquishing control to God when it comes to your circumstances is really going to be the easiest way to do things. Mm -hmm. When I started off this year, I had a whole lot of drama coming into January and just trying to figure out what am I going to do with myself without this person? How am I going to continue moving forward without the friendships that I had? created at the time and without the team that I was around all the time how am I supposed to move how am I supposed to live how am I supposed to breathe and the first devotional that I ended up reading at that time was discussing how it's God's will not ours Mm -hmm. so every day just waking up I was like God this is your will it is not mine whatever you want to happen I'm just here for the ride Mm -hmm. and once you let God take over and you get in the passenger seat everything gets a lot easier than you trying to micromanage things that are just not in your control. Can you speak more on micromanaging? Because micromanaging is the subtitle to the control movie. That is exactly... Actually, Janet Jackson wrote Control, but she really meant to put in parentheses micromanage, but she couldn't really fit that into the beat of the song. Micromanage, it doesn't really work. (laughs) So could you speak more on what micromanaging looks like especially in a moving forward season yeah micromanaging is definitely just focusing on the littler details that either one don't matter or two aren't going to be useful in your moving forward you're so busy looking at why the sky is purple instead of blue when you should be focused on the road and ahead of you Mm -hmm. you should be focused on the trees that you're passing by you should be focused on the ground that you're on you should be focused on the air that you're breathing Mm -hmm. but you're so caught up in this one thing this one teeny tiny detail that has nothing to do with you it doesn't matter if the sky is blue red purple but it does matter how are you going to get to where you're going Mm -hmm. How are you going to move? How are you going to have your transportation to go where you're going? Are you going to go on foot? Are you going to go in car? You have so many other things to worry about. How are you going to eat? How are you going to pay for everything? Mm -hmm. There are so many other things about this trip. But if you're so focused on just the smallest detail, you're going to miss everything. Oh, she spoke nothing but a word there. Like when we're especially in a moving forward season, like. We be focused on things I ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Like, I think it's in this Matthew scripture. It's a scripture in Matthew where Jesus talks about how, why do you concern yourselves with the food that you'll eat and the clothes that you'll wear? And let me see if I could actually pull that one up. Just speaking more to humanizing my experience with this podcast, like, It wasn't even Matthew, but it was Luke, so I was on the right track with the Gospels. Luke 12, verses 29 through 31 say, Don't concern yourself about what you will eat or drink and quit worrying about these things. Everyone in the world is concerned about these things, but your Father knows you need them. Rather be concerned about His kingdom. Then these things will be provided for you. So, we could just leave it right there. Mm-hmm. We could just walk away and leave it there because God clearly tells us that he's in control of even your needs. 
Because he knows what you need. And you're moving forward season. He knows you need a sense of peace mm-hmm. over what you're moving into because you're not really familiar. You're Most of the time, you may find yourself in a wilderness in this moving forward season. You may find yourself in a scenario in which you have no idea what you're doing, but he knows what you need. Think about all the fundamental things of just like breathing. God knows you need air, yet you don't have to have a thought in the world. So why can't we treat the things that we're moving forward into are moving forward from as if we're breathing and relinquishing that control to God. We do not have to give much thought to breathing. Like, don't you agree? Mm-hmm. And, you know, at most, we don't really put too much focus on breathing. But at the same time, we want a sense of control. Mm-hmm. We want to be in the driver's seat when God always put us in the passenger seat, let alone don't let us be in the baby seat. If we're in the baby seat, we got to make sure that somebody straps us in, that somebody makes sure that our door is on the child lock. And God treats us like children because we continue to behave like children. Mm-hmm. He wants our humility and our submission as children, but we don't want to be treated like children. We want to be treated like adults, but adults make adult decisions. And adults understand the matter of choice. Children relinquish their choice to whoever's in control of their lives, which is usually their parents. But we refer to God as who? Our father. So as we think about that, we should humble ourselves as children. I'm not going to pull the scripture. Y'all better go. Y'all better go to the scripture yourselves because y'all know where this is. And if you don't, no worries. I'll leave it in the show notes. But just something to keep in mind. When we're relinquishing control in a moving forward season, it should come as easy as breathing, but it's only in the sense that we are relinquishing the control to God because we are his children and he takes care of those that he loves. And I love him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think also in regards to this scripture, one main thing to focus is be concerned about his kingdom. Mm. He didn't say be concerned about what's going on in the world. Be concerned about your boyfriend, your girlfriend. Be concerned about his kingdom. Because at the end of the day, the end goal is to get to his kingdom. We're all here for a purpose. We're all here to glorify him in our separate ways and our separate manners. But at the end of the day, when everything is over, when all the dust settles, there's only two places you're going to be. Mm-hmm. And I would like to go to his kingdom. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm focused on. Mm-hmm. Glory, glory, glory. So is there anything else that you want people to walk away from? Like, y'all, if you have not listened to this episode you best believe you better go back and listen to it because you don't want to miss this nugget. One thing that you said that was really, really good that hit home before everything even started because this was at the beginning. You said that God is not going to leave you. He is moving with you. That was it for me because we have had so many conversations about being stuck in this rut or moving towards a place where we don't know where we're going. And we never really understand that in the backpack with everything that we need, Jesus is the main thing. Mm. He's always there. It doesn't matter where we're going. It doesn't matter what we're doing. Even when we're doing stuff we have no business doing, he is still there. He's always moving with you. My mother was talking about this scripture a couple of months ago about how the disciples were in a boat and it was getting really, really difficult out there. And Jesus saw them and went with them to be with them. Mm. He saw them in their struggle. He came to them in the midst of their struggle to be with them. And that's what God is doing all the time. He sees everything that we're going through from the moment that we wake up in the morning to the moment that we go to sleep every single day. 
he's there with us. So he's there with us in our struggle, in our pain, in our anger, in our frustration. He's not only there when good things are happening. People are always so focused on, well, God's here because I'm blessed. But what happens when you're not blessed? What happens when you don't get the miracle? Mm. You have to understand that God is still there. He is still working. Just because it's not in your plan doesn't mean that it's not in his plan. Mm. Once again, Prophet Drake (laughs) said it best. (laughs) No, Faith. Like, you hit the nail on the head. You said it. I can't even add anything to that. You said it perfectly. And... I just pray that as people look into what they can and can't control their MF, y'all know I'm not cursing, and just really as we trek through this moving forward series that they can really understand that if they don't get anything else out of this series, God is with them, you know? So thank you for speaking on that. So now we're going to take a shift. We're going to jump out the window. I'm kidding. (laughs) We're going to take a shift to learn more about you. You're our special guest and you don't know that much about you. So tell us about yourself. Um, Well, like I said earlier, I'm going to pharmacy school. And I think that is always the first thing that I lead with because I've wanted this since I was in high school, middle school. It's basically everything I could ever think about. So I'm always going to brag about that first. Um, In regards to just who I am as a person, I feel like All you really need to know is that I'm figuring it out. Just like everybody else here, I am just this random shadow in the corner. (laughs) You ain't ever really gonna know when I'm there, but when I am there, you know, I'm just figuring it out and going through life. Um, I was born in North Carolina and then I traveled all the way here, had a couple of different stops along the way, and that was real fun. (laughs) And I've been chilling in Stone Mountain till I got up here to Athens, and we've been kicking it ever since. Mm-hmm. I've been writing music since since I could talk, since I could think about music. I've been singing. I've been writing. My mom's side of the family, they always, always have been singing. Everywhere we go, it doesn't matter if we're at home. It doesn't matter if we're moving somewhere. We just, music is our thing. So music became my thing. And that's one of the most important defining characteristics about me. I feel like when I am ready to finally take stuff seriously and get out of my head and put the music out there, then people will really see what I've been going through. Because one of my favorite people, Jonathan Ben Reynolds, will always say, if you want to know what's going on with me, listen to my music. (laughs) That is going to be me. If you want to hear my life story for real, for real, all the way, completely authentic, listen to my upcoming music if I decide to drop music. She said, when, she said when. She said when. But that's cool. You know? When. Yes, but yeah, so you clearly had quite a road ahead of you and then quite one before you as well, right? Yes. So could you speak more to like how your story paralleled to your spiritual foundation and your spiritual journey as a young adult? Absolutely. I think that the foundation of it all came with my mother. My mother is literally the only reason that I (laughs) she's she's literally the only reason that I have such a great understanding of where to start off she gave me everything that I needed to lay the foundation of this is who God is this is what he's done for us and it's your responsibility to pick up this relationship I've started this for you and now it's time for you to pick up the torch and I feel like I was very it was a daunting task 
for me to pick up the torch. My mother was always so good at praying and taking us to church and goodness gracious, when that woman opens her mouth to sing, you can feel the presence of God. So I always felt like, how am I supposed to do this alone? How am I supposed to just, you're just throwing me out in the water to drown. And I didn't really realize how evident my relationship with God was until I started singing in my church choir when I was in high school. When I was in my senior year of high school, I started with my church, Springfield Baptist Church, love y'all. And I really was kind of trying to find my way of transitioning into the first bit of adulthood, moving out of my parents' house, coming up here, starting to figure those things out. And when I was worshiping one day, I felt the presence of God. Mm. And it was so indescribable. I just was in awe, like, this is really real. You are really here. You are not (laughs) just something that my parents have told me about. You're not a figment of my imagination. Like, you are present. And every day since that, even on my bad days, I've just been chasing his presence. I'm like, God, as long as I know you are here, I can do it. I can move through anything else. And I feel like that's where my whole faith journey is moving because I haven't always had a lot of faith. People pick on me all the time. They're like, your name is Faith. How can you not have faith? And Honestly, I just didn't. It wasn't something that I was like, I wasn't very optimistic. I've always been very realistic or often pessimistic. So faith was something that came hard. It's not something that is easy for me to this day. But knowing that God is still out there, knowing that he hears my prayers, even just listening to this episode and hearing the discussions that I've had with him over these past couple of days and seeing how all of that has tied into where I'm at now and hearing that he's still answering my prayers. That was that was it. It's just knowing that God is out there. And I feel like that's going to be the continuation of my journey based upon knowing that God is out there. That is such a great story. I've yet to hear your mother sing, but the way you be belting out, I can't imagine what she sounds like. Don't laugh at me. She's something hard. Don't do that. Don't do her. <laughs> she sounds amazing. I'm sure of it. Yes. Of course, absolutely. How did you not? But it's just really nice to know, like, those moments where we're, no matter where we are, we could always find like that kindred spirit that's like, yo, you really understand where I'm coming from with this. And I feel like I have that in you. And I feel like there are a lot of kings and queens out there that have that person in their life. And even if they don't, like they're in search of that person and God's going to bring them right to their doorstep without any work of their own. So thank you for sharing a little bit more about your story and like us trying to get like a glimpse into you because now I have more questions. Lord. <laughs> Now I really want to get into just connecting it back to the series. Like, what is your MF? Who or what do you feel like you need to move forward from? At this moment, the three main things that I'm moving forward from are comparison to others, self-doubt, and distractions from God. Mm -hmm. So I am definitely that person where I'll be doing great. I'll be running my own race. But if I see somebody next to me and they way down the line, then I'm like, dang. I'm really slow and that will just throw off my whole everything. So I'm trying to do better at just staying in my lane, doing what God wants me to do and focusing on him, letting him lead me and everything else will come. Um, Self-doubt, that's pretty self-explanatory. Like that comes with the comparison to others. I'm out here trying my best, trying to do everything that I'm supposed to do. And then there are just some days where I'm like, what if my best isn't enough? What if I'm really not moving forward what if I'm just stagnant what if I'm not dynamic like 
that often comes into my brain when I'm thinking about things and just understanding that doing what's right is enough. If you are trying your best, that is enough. You are enough. The way that you're moving, the way that you're breathing, the way that you're here, that is enough. Everything else will come. You just keep doing you. So focusing on that and then distractions from God. I feel like the situation that I was referring to about January, that was a large distraction from God. I spent so much time pouring into people and circumstances that at the end of the day had no best interest at all for me. And by the time that I was done, I was left high and dry. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't have anything else. I don't know where to go. And that's when I started to realize because I'm straight so far from God. I am really out here drowning on my own by my own will, by my own way. And that's when I was like, this can't happen anymore. I can't be so distracted by everything else that's going on, all of this pretty sparkly, shiny things that are happening out there. Because at the end of the day, they're just fool's gold. Mm. I'm really trying to focus on my Lord because he is my creator. He is my father. He is the person that knows me. He knew me before I was born Mm. and he knows everything that I'm going through now. So if I'm not talking to him, if I'm not having a relationship with him, then I'm not doing it right. Mm. So those three things moving forward from those most deaf. Ooh, say it one more time. Moving forward. Oh, most deaf. When you said all three of them, the one thing that kept coming up for me was like the spirit of comparison, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. And when we think about the spirit of comparison, it is one troll, like one hefty troll that is constantly scratching at the door of your moving forward. Mm-hmm. It's showing you that like, oh, well, they're doing this, they're doing that. Why can't I? And ooh, I got something in store for y'all regarding that topic, but for another day, mm-hmm. another day. But the spirit of comparison often tries to like put these rose colored glasses on how we navigate our relationship with God. Like, we start to covet that of our brother and sister in Christ, what they have, what they have going on. And that's when we try to get out of purpose, get out of step in order to control our circumstances even more. And it's not even like we don't trust God. It's what we're trusting God with. So we trust God, like going back to that breathing example, we trust God to give us breath in our lungs. We trust God to even give us the ability to be resourced and given the provisions to live our life as students live our lives as children, daughters, mothers, whatever. He's given us the provisions for that, but do we trust him with the one thing we don't trust ourselves with? Mm. And for me, I found myself in a season where I was constantly in search for who I was I was constantly in search of who I was and what I stood for and what I wanted to be and who I wanted to be. And in that search, like you heard in my story, like I wanted to go after this whole neurosurgery thing and be this doctor and be this business person all at the same time. But the search wasn't for the fact that I wanted to help people. It was me trying to control the ability of how I wanted to be a student in college. And nine times out of 10, like just moving forward with that, I became a public relations major, a degree public public relations major, might I add, um, as of this past May, I was able to graduate. And just recognizing, like, I started to covet this idea of what it would mean to be a doctor, what it would mean to be a Black woman in healthcare and all of this stuff. And it's just like, I immediately fell out of step of where God was calling me to be. 
But it was like I was almost getting the doppelganger of what God actually wanted for me. So it's not that he didn't want me to help people. It's not that he didn't want me to be a businesswoman. It's the way he wanted me to go about it. When we're in a moving forward season, that comparison and that coveting is so strong that we almost become immune to it. and We don't even recognize it within ourselves until somebody's like, you're not acting like yourself. Who told you that? I definitely think that for me, it wasn't the sense of finding out who I was, but rather finding out who I was to people, Mm. trying to figure out, well, what do I mean to you? How can I be of service to you? How can I do what's best for you? I ignored myself for a long, long time because I felt like the only thing that defined me was my relationships with other people. So I tried to have so much control over who I had relationships with, and how the relationships were, whether it was friends, family, romantic relationships, everything, I had a very tight hold on, I have to be this person to them. I have to be that person to them. I have to give them this certain amount of love or this certain type of love because that's all that they need. I am what they need. I had this very strange God complex where it was like, they need me. Without me, like their life is going to fall apart. And it didn't help that they were telling me that. So that was really just throwing (laughs) me because I'm like, I got to a place where I felt so responsible for everybody else. And I felt like I was carrying all of these burdens from all of my friends and all the people around me because I knew that they needed me. When in actuality, the only person that we all need is God. Mm -hmm. Okay. So nobody can be superwoman my mother would tell me this all the time she's like faith you cannot carry your friend's burdens because you can't even carry your own and god doesn't want you to carry your own he told us to cast our burdens upon the lord so what are you doing carrying yours what are you doing carrying everybody else's you don't need to be carrying anything that's god's job so learning how to release that control factor of who i'm hanging around and how much of me that i'm giving them in the sense that like how much of their burden that I'm carrying. Once I started to let that go and give that over to God, then that started to definitely ease everything for me. So just in case y'all were not listening, y'all might have fell asleep, whatever. Mm -hmm. Say it one more time. What is it that you're trying to control? And what are you trying to give God control over? Just so they know. Because I feel like somebody wasn't paying attention. Say that one more time. I was trying to control my relationships. I'm giving God control of my relationships and of how other people view me in my relationships she said it not me so y'all can't get mad at me (laughs) she said it but it's so it's so 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 true like I'm guilty of it too like even in the midst of the circumstance I can admit this like everything that was going on from like our friend group up into this point like I felt like I had to be there for them I had to save them I had to protect them and even some nights where I was mad out of character even in those states I was just like I need to protect them I need to be there for them and it's just like even speaking to that they're like who are you trying to protect that you feel like your father can't protect when I made the decision like um to move forward into this next season like it really took a matter of like okay guy I know you're in control it's one thing to know he's in control it's another thing to let him be in control Mm. and I felt like my moving forward season really forced me to be like, God, I'm giving you control over my mind and how I view a circumstance, change my perspective, renew my heart to be more aligned with you. Because my heart is really selfish in saying that I'm the only one that can do it when you were here before I was here. And you sold me into 
the world before I was formed in my mother's womb, but you were here at the foundation of the world. And it's not fair for me. It's almost disrespectful of me to be like, you can't control this situation. You're not here. I don't see you. Y'all don't see Wi-Fi. Yet it's controlling your apps mm. and your laptops and your DMs you be sliding into. But that's none of my business. That's none of my business. So, yeah, like, you, you kind of summed it up really well there. And I really, really appreciate you speaking to that comparison component because that's so, so important. I feel like we forget about that. So now to the rapid fire round. You ready? I think so. Okay, so. First question, what is your melanin medley? You already spoke to like your spiritual foundation. I ask every person this, but let's talk about your melanin medley and pretty much what you do to take care of yourself, what you do to grow physically, mentally, and emotionally. So when I looked at like thinking about what I do to grow, I really realized that it's all summed up into one big thing, having conversation spiritually having conversation with God, mentally, emotionally having conversation with myself and having conversation with people that I trust. Those are like the biggest things. Mm -hmm. And then growing spiritually, girl, y'all know I don't, well, y'all about to learn. I don't eat right, (laughs) but I have been drinking my water. So that is my growth physically, period. Okay. Okay. You know, hot girl summer, fine girl fall, loading, you know what I'm saying? So (laughs) I feel that. I feel that. So next question, what is your melanin M.O.? My melanin M.O. is simply. Oh, Lord. That by itself, because y'all are about to learn that my Instagram handle is simply underscore gray. (laughs) And when I tell you, simply underscore gray three, let me get that right. (laughs) But when I tell you that coming into college, I realized that the one thing that describes me is simple. Mm -hmm. And it's very underestimated. Usually when people think simple, they don't give it enough credit. And when people think about me, they do not give me enough credit. Mm -hmm. But when you think about things that are simple, they are easygoing. They are what they are. And they exist. I exist. I am very authentic. I'm out there. I do what I do. But I'm not going to be super flashy about it. I'm not going to like try to make you think that I'm so amazing or like woo you because my existence in itself is enough. Mm. So simply Definitely my MO. She said definitely. Okay, speak your pieces. Say less. So, the next question, just so they're clear, what do you do for a living? For a living, I am a student. I am starting pharmacy school. Y'all gonna hear this 50 million times and I don't care. I am starting pharmacy (laughs) school in the fall in a couple of weeks at the University of Georgia. Period. Period. Okay. And then, next question, what's a song that you have on repeat that you're like, man, now... I'll give you this. I wasn't specific about the song. She was not. I was not specific. So I don't want to hear no juvenile. I don't want to hear no. Hey, Mr. Carter. I don't want to hear none of that. (laughs) But I wasn't specific. So give me one of those songs and give me like your Christian song. Okay, great. So the, the album as a whole that I have had on repeat since I started listening to it a couple weeks ago is Expectations by Kenyon Dixon. Like, ugh, 10 out of 10 explains my life as a whole. Y'all want to know what my life is like? Y'all listen to that. Album, okay. <laughs> and that's on that. But you know, over to Jesus, because we love the Lord. Love the Lord. Um, You Alone by the Arkansas Gospel Mass Choir. Man, that song right there. I did not want to go to work that day. And I listened to that song so I can do anything <laughs> because Jesus got me. Okay. So definitely had that on repeat. So like I said, I, 
wasn't specific. So if y'all want to fight me, you can't. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, just kidding, just kidding. I want to speak more towards your craft. Like, what is your thing that you do? So for me right now, it's Melon and Medley, podcasting, whatever. And I want to use this space as an opportunity for any creatives, any business people, anybody who has something that they, that's their baby, for them to, like, tell the world a little bit about it. You know, like, a shameless plug, if you will. Yes. So most definitely, that is my music. And that is just my brand as a whole. Simply Gray is everything to me. Mm-hmm. And I have been working tirelessly, putting out all sorts of different small ideas for my music so that when I'm ready to release my album, it's going to be a mixture of things that I've been going through, things that I think I will be going through, things that I know other people are going through. I want to just put a lot of different things out there. I have a lot to say, and I know the world definitely needs to hear it. Mm. So could you tell everyone where we could find you? Like, how can we listen to your music? Well, right now, I ain't got no music. You but got you know, one, man. I got one, but I still don't got that nowhere. But if you do want to go listen to that one, you can definitely click on my little Instagram real quick. My Instagram is at simply underscore gray three. Mm-hmm. So y'all can definitely go to my Instagram. That's basically just, if you want to know about me, who I am, what I stand for, what I'm doing in my life, check out my Instagram, which again is at simply underscore gray three. Ooh, yes. Okay. So I know she thinks she's not going to get away from giving me a little sample for the people to hear. Because she won't give us a song. You can at least give us a sample. Like, sing us a little something. (sighs) Okay. Well, since we're talking about moving forward, I have a song in the works called Leaving Forward, which is basically discussing how it's difficult to move forward. You're really terrified to leave. You're really terrified to let go of this security blanket, knowing good and well that it's not what you need. So, you know, let's see. I'm saying goodbye to the old. I'm saying good day to the new. No cloudy days in my forecast. Cause right now my skies are blue. Farewell negativity. Ooh, that's not it though. I lied. We get two samples. I lied. We I lied. We get two samples. Y'all heard I that? I lied. Y'all heard that? I lied, y'all. We get two. I lied because I two. most definitely, most definitely, I wrote that song earlier in life when it was just moving forward minus the leaving part. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah, goodbye, negativity. But then I found a person to substitute into negativity so you know <laughs> had to change them lyrics uh so let's see let's see let's what see. was that one what was that one that's it's literally the same song just different words and a different idea because it started off before it was leaving forward it was counting my steps mm. so it was i'm counting my steps i'm moving forward saying goodbye to yesterday Cause I'm not worried about my mistakes I'm Counting my steps, yeah hey. I'm moving forward hey. I'm saying goodbye to yesterday Cause I know today it is my day I'm counting my steps Yeah! <laughs> Period! <laughs> yes! And so that moved into leaving forward So now it's just I'm moving I'm moving I'm moving forward. And that's all y'all get. Ooh, y'all, we 
got exclusive content. LOL. So y'all, if y'all try to pull simply, she was here first. So fight me. <laughs> fight me on that. In the name of Jesus. Anyways. <laughs> um that about wraps this episode. So is there anything that you want people to walk away from, like a proverb, a thought, or a medley, if you will, that you just really want people to remember? I would definitely say just three simple words. You are enough. I don't think people tell each other that enough. It's always people trying to motivate themselves. I got this. I can do this. I can whatever. But we need to lean on each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. You are enough. Your existence matters. Your feelings matter. You are important. You are loved. You are cared about. There's not enough support between us and each other in the world that it's time that we need to start affirming each other just as much as we're affirming ourselves. That is a word right there. Thank you so, so much, Faith, for stopping by today. Like, you really did our teens and queens in Christ a solid. You gave us a little bit of what we needed, but a lot of what we needed to hear. So, y'all heard it here first, y'all. This was episode three of what you can and can't control. Next week, we're going to take a look into what it means to steward over something that has nothing to do with you. Do you mind closing us out in prayer today? Sure, I would love to. Everybody bow your heads, close your eyes. Lord, thank you for this opportunity for us all to fellowship underneath your guidance, underneath your lordship. Thank you for everything that you've done, allowing us to have this conversation, allowing you to speak through us, because at the end of the day, all the glory belongs to you. Everything that we do, our existence as a whole belongs to you. Thank you for giving us breath in our lungs. Thank you for waking us up every morning. Thank you for keeping us protected during this crazy pandemic and during all the other things that are happening in this world. I pray that you continue to touch every single life out there as well as the ones in this room, because everybody is important. Thank you for everything that you've done and all of your blessings and all of those to come. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. Amen, amen, amen. So, until next time, kings and queens. See you. Bye. Peace out. <laughs> So that wraps up this week's episode of Melanin Medley, and I'd love to hear what you think. Feel free to email me at d-e-m-e-l-a-v-e-r-d-a-d at gmail.com and keep the conversation going. I'd love to hear what you, your friends, and family thought about this week's topic. Email me your questions, your thoughts, and even suggestions you may have for future episodes. Feel free to follow me on social media at the Melanin Medley Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Until next time, keep your heads up, kings and queens, and I'll see you next week. Bye.